Josh Kaline here with another Afropop close-up. Musicians everywhere adopt stage names to identify themselves boldly. They can be boastful, humorous, or simply bizarre, as when Prince changed his name to a symbol. But there's something special going on in Nigeria with artistic names and titles. This episode, What's in a Nigerian Name? Hosted by producer Banning Air. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Shakespeare had it in Romeo and Juliet, but for popular musicians in Nigeria, the name itself is part of the sweetness. Name is synonymous with entertainment and entertainer all over the world. Music is attached with name. It's like um, you're rebranding and rebranding and rebranding when name changing. It's good for showbiz. It's good for the business. I use Tarazo. I use Wasiu, Ainde, and it's Fuji Revolution. And I use Kwam One. When I was crowned the King of Fuji, 1983. My last name is Olasa Kome Marsha. Kwam One, King Wasiu, Ainde, Marsha. K-W-A-M. Kwam. Taken out of all my names. And uh, at another time, I shortened it to K1 The Ultimate. K1 The Ultimate, also known as the King of Fuji Music, listing the many names he's used over his four-decade career. As an artist, you have to feel like you're special. I don't think there's any artist out there who doesn't have that kind of arrogant self-belief, you know, have that. I mean, that's what drives us to do the things that we do. I always thought I was special and that I was blessed with all these gifts and, you know, messenger of the gods or something. That's beautiful Nubia, whose music we're hearing now. We'll hear how he came by that unusual name in a moment. But first, to give you a sense of this naming phenomenon in Nigerian music, let's hear from a few of the Fuji and Juju artists we met in Lagos while researching Afropop's Hip Deep in Nigeria series. My name is Abbas Akonde Obesere, the paramount king of music. My name is Queen Ayobalogun. Ayotunde Balogun, that's the full name, meaning joy has returned. Queen Ayobalogun, the queen of Juju music and the president of the Association of Juju Musicians in Nigeria. My name is Said Okonla Babatunde Akurede. And my stage name is um, Said Oshupa, aka Saridon P, Saridon Papa, Matagba, Molonufi Makoko, the king of Fuji music in general. That Oshupa is not really my name directly. It's my father's name because he too was a musician. Oshupa means moon. Like I can say, moon is the king of the stars. My name is Salawa Ibiumi Abeni, and I work a group. But when Alafi crowned me Waka Queen in 1991, I changed it to Queen Salawa Abeni, and I work a funky modernizers. I introduced guitar, calabash, and the piano to funkified it. That is why I called it an Awaka Funkies Modernizers. You notice that all four of these musicians identify themselves, among other things, as either a king or a queen. These titles are a special case in the whole naming phenomenon, and as K1 The Ultimate points out, they confer a burden of responsibility, not just status. Ebenezer Abe, they call him Chief Commander. It's also a title. King Sonny Ade was crowned the king of Juju music, KSA. King Sonny Ade. He's a prince too. 
was born into the royal family, but he was crowned the king of juju music. When you does it right and does it well, our people, they know who is the best among the rest. All this title thing, it's also another way of giving you a task and responsibility to say you are the headship, you are on top there, don't rest on your own because you have people behind you. It's significant that Nigeria was for a time a British colony. One thing going on here is a kind of superimposition of British titles on top of older indigenous notions of status, royalty, and social hierarchy in Nigeria. In Yoruba land from which Juju and Fuji music emerge, towns and villages have chiefs, kings, and princes. But of course, these very words are anglicized expressions of older Yoruba ideas, and one has to assume that something has been lost in translation. Now, these royal titles can't simply be claimed. They have to be conferred by others, usually by someone within the traditional hierarchy. Salawa and K1 the Ultimate were both officially crowned by a traditional ruler known as Oba. Obesere, the paramount king of music, has a kind of hybrid version of this story. The title first came from his peers, though it was later confirmed by officialdom. I was not one that gave me the title. There was a time that some of our Fuji musicians were fighting on uh, this uh, king issue, that I'm the king of music, I'm the king of Fuji, you know? A guy, some press guy just came to me, then, Abbas, uh, these people out there that they are fighting about being the king of Fuji, being the king of music, we want your own to be different. Why can't you grab this idea that you bring to you now? I said, what's the idea? They said they want me to be the paramount king of music. Ah, I don't want it. Then I thought of it. When they get out there, there's no way one of them will not say the idea to someone else. I should just accept it. Why don't I take it? So that was the way I, I took the, the chieftaincy title. And I celebrated it. The king of Oyo State came to come and crown me as the paramount king of music. And when it wants to be a paramount king of anything that you are doing, you just have to be able to face any challenges comes to whatever you are doing that you want to be paramount king on. So I accepted it because I know I'm capable. As beautiful Nubia mentioned, artists tend to have big egos, but sometimes pride can be disguised as modesty. My name is Olushino Isaac Peters. My stage name Sashino. The star, SSP. Sershina Peters, the creator of the Afro Juju sound, decided that being Sir was just enough for him. We went to London with Prince Adekule in 1970. That's where I got my title serve from. The United Nigerian Cultural Organization organized the event and they gave me the title Sir. That's the only title that I don't believe in too much of titles. So that's the only title that I can say categorically that I got from a reputable organization. Sir is a relatively modest title by Nigerian standards, but as Sershina points out, it did come from a reputable organization. Now, south of Lagos, in the heart of highlife country, there's a whole other set of names and titles going on. Rex Lawson was known as the king of highlife in his day, the mid to late 60s, 
But fans, rather than traditional elders, gave him that title. And it wasn't actually the one that defined him. Rex Lawson operated in the heavily Christian south and east of Nigeria, and he took on a series of churchly appellations. Here's how his daughter, Princess, and grandson, Frederick, explained it. The event that made them crowned in the king of our life. Fela was there, Victor Laya was there, Victor Waifu, Victor Waifu was there, Bobby Benson was there, a lot of top musicians then. And everybody has his own style of singing, but mm. his was so different from the other person. Because they what all I like, played that night. Now, but when Rex came out to play... They took oh. bracket first. Instead of playing his normal trumpet, he came out with this native drum, and he was playing before the rhythm of the music started. So it was like, that's the winner. There's no need to argue over it. That's how they crowned him the king of And Hyrule. that was where they called him bishop. The Eagles gave him bishop. Let's talk about those names. He went from pastor. He wasn't really a pastor, was he? No. No. It was a title. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he went from pastor to bishop to cardinal. How did he become cardinal? He sang with different dialect. He sang with Efik, Igbo, Ejo, uh, Calabari, you just name it. He so speaks too many languages. Yeah. So when, when he sang with the Igbo language, that was when they gave him bishop because he was very good in it. Outside that one, it yeah. was due to the messages. It's, yeah, the message in the song, yeah. The Igbos gave him bishop. And as Professor Onion Wangpa at the University of Port Harcourt told us, Lawson's fans didn't stop there. The religious inclination made his fans to give him some names like a pastor, then from pastor to bishop, from bishop to archbishop, in very many places he was uh, playing. And then finally, they branded him Cardinal, Cardinal Rex Jim Lawson. That Anglo-Nigerian synergy I mentioned seems particularly strong when it comes to these honorific titles like bishop or king. Consider this. In Nigeria's largely house and north, the British colonial regime adopted a largely hands-off policy when it came to culture. They mostly kept Christian missionaries out and mostly left governance and education in the hands of local Muslim authorities. Today, the major pop music in the North is the Bollywood-influenced film music known as Nanai. For more on that, check out our program Hip Deep in Northern Nigeria. You'll notice that most Nanai artists just use their own given names without adornment. Hussein Donko, whom we're hearing now, is an example. Now, in the emerging house of hip-hop scene, it's another story. These artists flaunt creative names more aligned with bravado and style than with political, religious, or business hierarchies. My name is Mike Flamer, a.k.a. Rap Puzzler. My name is Umar Ayuba Isha, a.k.a. Double the Prof. My name is Brian Oba Abdullahi, K.R.S. My name is Abdul Salam, a.k.a. K7. My name is Sefula Ibrahim, also known as Dr. Pure. My name is El Yaqub Ismail Ibrahim. I go by the stage name of uh, Ricky Ultra. Yeah, my name is Abdullahi Aliu. I'm one of the Two Flesh, the DOA crew. Yeah, my name is Abdul too, aka Two Flesh, the DOA. We are the same crew with him. I'm Bashir Idris Abakar, popularly known as Mixed the Bash, Mixed the More Music. 
Yeah, Mike Flemmer back in the game like what? Headers keep fun my ego, you damn rats. I'm a winner, not a winner, so stay back. Before I fling you up with my Kung Fu smack. Got a question, are you a header or my snack? Crunch like a biscuit, just like that. Who a this time of kids, zero, no doubt. Who rule your minds as if you on crack? Hey, it's Mike Flemmer and I don't know. Come on through, yeah, with the sofa flows. All the guys are let this repeat KNO. See what's in the sky like a UFO. Wanna be like us, okay, say Kunzo. No time to waste, and I know you know. Hey, the kids, tough us, fakers can't beat us. He first satisfied Mike Flemmer. <laughs> 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 no surprise that international hip-hop has exerted its own influence on artistic names in Nigeria, and you see that in the kind of freeform creativity and stage names used by popular Afrobeats artists. Wizkid, P-Square, Two-Face, Black Magic, Sound Sultan. Lots to unpack there. These names are personal expressions created by the artists, and that phenomenon is not limited to Afrobeats. Before he became beautiful Nubia, Shegun Akinlolu created another name for himself, once again digging into Yoruba tradition. That name was Eniobanke. Eniobanke says he or she who is pampered by the king. Now the king could be told Yorubas, they think it's Olodumari. This is supposed to be the creator. But I just chose that name because it occurred to me one day. I mean, you know, you're born, you're given a name. And then maybe you give yourself a name. You know, people call you, people call you nicknames. But then, you know, you decide I'm going to give myself a name, a name that just feels right for me. So I coined that name. It wasn't in existence. I made it up. He who is pampered and beloved by the king. Okay, but what about the name that most Nigerians know him by? Beautiful Nubia. But it's a two-part name. I know sometimes it sounds very silly, but don't forget that I was very young when I did this. So, <laughs> and now I'm stuck with it. So, <laughs> so, but I was thinking at that time, you know, beautiful is about spiritual beauty. You know, to have kind of spirit that is beyond hatred. That is to be such a beautiful soul. That's what I want. To be a blessing to my society. To be, you know, a blessing to everyone around me. And then that would be a challenge to me. When they call you beautiful, then you have to think, I'm not beautiful enough. I have to keep getting better on that path to perfection. But Nubia came in later because I realized for my generation that many Africans cannot see beyond having been slaves. When you are part of a conquered people, it's difficult to understand why you're not inferior to the person who conquered you. I realized many African youth can't see beyond that. There's an inferiority complex. So I thought you have to be able to see beyond the fact that your people were slaves, that your people were colonized. This is not it. If we can learn to find points in history where people like us, they were important, they were reference points. Maybe then you will find something to be proud of. So I thought, well, the Nubians were dark-skinned people and they were what you could consider the world leaders. And I always say this at my shows that, you know, the way you look at the U.S. now, you say U.S. is like number one, the Nubians at the time were the U.S. of the world. So if you can see a point like that, you say, well, perhaps we can get back to that point if we learn to do the right things. So that's what the two names are about. They call me MPT Me Wonder, Mr. Creativity. The name of my crew is The Creative Crew. We are addicted to creativity, always addicted to creativity. Timmy Wonder is part of a new generation of Juju musicians in Lagos. And as you can hear, he's not interested in being a prince or a king, but rather a creator. And that creativity extends to the name he applies to his music. When people ask me out there, what kind of music do you sing? I will tell them I sing Juju gospel classical. I add the classical to it. 
My own kind of pattern is different. That's why I call myself Gospel Juju Classica. That name, Creativity. I didn't just name myself Mr. Creativity. People out there was one that named me, you are creative. It clearly means a lot to Timmy Wonder that other people conferred the creativity tag on him. Names also come into the content of Juju's songs. In modern Congolese music or West African griot music, calling out names of fans and supporters and giving them honorific titles can be a source of income. Same thing in Juju music, where fans literally throw money at musicians during performances. They call that dashing or spraying. When we want to appreciate all our fans, just the way they stood by me, coming to my shows to spray me money, I just have to appreciate it by praising their names, calling their names in the CD. Like they'll call your name, you know, Afro Pop, Afro Pop, Afro Pop, Loleche, which means Afro Pop, Afro Pop. They are the ones that can do it. They are for real. They are not fake. They are real. Real, real, real. Well, take it, Timmy. Speaking of creativity, some of the most interesting names in Nigerian music are those invented by the artists themselves. Remember earlier when K1 The Ultimate cited Talazo as one of his names? Actually, Talazo was meant to refer to the music, not the man. But there's a story here. It has to do with the way K1 established a separation between his style of Fuji music and that of his mentor, Sikiru Ayinde Barrister. The comparison between my music when I started and the likes of Barista, my own was a dancehall, so fit for the younger ones and anybody who wants to keep dancing. I upbeat the tempo because the younger one, all they want to do is to dance. That time, we were trained to have longevity on stage. If you're not prepared for longevity on stage, then you don't have a place in Fiji music. Everybody must keep dancing. It will be dancehall for the next four hours. I was saying the same thing. Talazo then was like a medicine they used to purge. A medicine you use to purge, as in self-induced, well, you take his meaning. I'll just tell you, you are so heavy you can't dance. You, why can't you dance? If you know you want to dance, my music better go and use Talazo and shed all those nonsense of you and come on the dancing floor and start dancing. So over the time, people, started calling me Talazo Talazo and it becomes it becomes a household name and I created a system out of it. You're too heavy. Come on, go and use Talazo and come and dance. A rival king of Fuji music, Said Oshupa, also has a substance related moniker. Said OP. That Said OP I'm using for my own name is a drug name. A drug made by Roach. And that drug is used for body pain. I'm telling people that if you dance to my kind of music, you get relieved of pain. So stage names can be invented, conferred as titles, or in some cases, lifted from others. That's the case for the Afro highlife musician Flavor, whose music we're hearing now. This guy was super talented as a kid and got recruited into a band before he'd really given any thought to stage names. It will reach my tone when they're doing introductions for the band. They'll be like, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the O'Neill Experience Band, and on the drums we have Susu Person, on the piano. So, so when it gets to my turn, it'll be like, yeah, so what do we call you? So I'm like, I need a name, so I need to come up with something. I don't know what to be called. So how the name Flavor came about, there was this guy that come always come around, you know, to where we play. 
He's like a lively guy. He comes around with the girls, like, you know, he's everywhere and everybody know him. They want to associate with him. He's the, like a happening guy. So they called the guy Flavor Shelters. He had this estate management that he was running. So he's like, they call him Flavor Shelters. And then each time he comes, they'll be like, yo, ladies and gentlemen, in the house tonight, we have flavor shelters. So I'm like, why don't I take the flavor and take off the shelters? I like this guy, I like this work. That was all about it. And then the next time they were doing the introductions, they asked me, I said, flavor. And the name stuck. Flavor is now one of Nigeria's most in-demand artists all over the continent. And here's a somewhat stranger tale of taking a name from another artist. It comes from Fuji star Obesere. There was a guy that we performed together. He's one of my band boys. His name is Adeleke Akinsoya. But this guy, suddenly I just see people calling him Obesere, Obesere. And wherever they call him Obesere, we start fighting them. That you don't want them to call him that name. But wherever they call him that name, he will wait there and fight them. Fight them seriously. Even if we are performing on stage, people still calling him, Obesere. We say, I'm coming. I'll come and fight you. But one day I just thought of it that this guy keep problem with his name, that he doesn't want this name. Okay. I adopted the name from him. I start bearing the name and people start calling me that name. So far, so good. But then there was trouble. There was a time again, people said, that's obesity that I'm using to call myself, that I'm using the name to abuse women. Ah, I said, oh, this is another knocked out for me to be bearing this name. And I said, okay, I'm going to drop the name. And I dropped obesity again. After dropping that obesity again, I had someone in another area start calling himself that same obesity. My boss came to me, chairman, 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 and the name that you say you don't want to bear again, another person has been bearing that name again. You better start bearing that name back. Don't let us to leave that name like that. What can I do? That same obesity, I use it to sing a game. So it means, Whoever that says, I'm using that obesity names to abuse women, that means I have abused my mother as well. I now said that obesity is my mother's name. So people will take out of it that I'm abusing any woman. Okay, so he made a song claiming that obesity was his mother's name, so he couldn't possibly be using it to abuse women. All of which raises the question, what does obesere mean? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> what he does know is that as soon as he adopted that name for good, his popularity soared. So what does all this mean? One sure thing is that names run deeper than mere pride and puffery. I recently interviewed Johnny Clegg, who as an English boy growing up in apartheid South Africa, became an honorary Zulu, learning the language, music, and dance, and earning a lifelong place in their ranks. Johnny made an interesting comment about names in traditional Zulu society, one that resonates here as well. The wonderful thing for me about the Zulu people was that nobody is anonymous. Everybody has a praise name, and the praise name is your story, uh, and it's given to you by your age mates. 
and a lot of the names are not flattering um, because they, they're looking at your character and your personality and the way you behaved in certain ways and they make it's funny they make some very funny statements but when you die um, those names are remembered by your children and when they t call you um, as an ancestor and they want to talk to you they say your names and so your personal history is 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 acknowledged so whether they're kings or queens, pastors or cardinals, chiefs or commanders, doctors, chairmen, or messengers of humanity, these artists are all shooting to be remembered. And in that way, Nigerian artists are like artists everywhere, only perhaps a little more so. You can be what you wanna be. Thanks to beautiful Nubia and all the Nigerian artists who shared their stories and music with us. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Banning Air. I don't know why I'm feeling so sad. I've got the music and I have no I desire tomorrow. I feel the fire was a bronze in my soul. A job of Baba Ele to marry. What's the revolution? A job of Baba Ele to marry.